We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My dream, and I'll share with you because you guys are listening, my dream is to become a national champion. One day, like I said, we will cut down nets, hold up trophies. We will raise banners. Buckets and Brightside episode four. One of our biggest ones so far off a thrilling comeback victory last night for the Tigers. 70 to 68, down 20 points in the second half. You know, you don't want to call games in on November 16th a must win. But if they would have fallen last night in the way that that game was trending, they would have been two and two on the season. They would have been zero and two and two double digit losses to the only like two like actual like legitimate teams that they played, not including Arkansas Pine Bluff or I don't even remember who S-A-U they played. Edwards. Uh, yeah, SAU Edwards. I couldn't even remember who they played on Monday night. They would have been zero and two against the only two legitimate opponents on their schedule and pretty uncompetitive in those games. And then something swings in the last seven minutes. Last night, Nick Honor hits a couple three pointers. They get some sparks from the freshman Ant Robinson. And Trent Pierce, and then all of a sudden, Sean East is a floater with eight seconds left to go win the game. Just the, I don't want to say a must win comeback, but you know, how valuable was the last seven minutes to kind of swing the season and putting it more in the right direction? So, Minnesota obviously is a program that hasn't been very good since in the last couple of years. They've been one of the bottom high major programs, bottom of the barrel in the Big Ten. Like, like clearly, they're better than that this year. Um, and this was a program in Minnesota that honestly really would have kind of deserved this win. Their 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 fan base. Like they kind of needed it to just show that things were getting better. It's just interesting because like the deal, like the the style and defense that Mizzou's playing against high major teams is not gonna work. Like this Minnesota broke these full court traps really easily. They hit all these transition threes to start the game. And then in the second half, like Mizzou started, went into a dry spell. They didn't make shots, and Minnesota did. And 
again, it looked like no al- no alpha to go out and save you from Mizzou. And then Caleb Grow gets tossed, and all of a sudden this team has energy again. And they come back down 20 to win it. In terms of, like, big picture, this could end up being important because there's a chance this ends up quad one. Yeah. That's what that's what I would say. It feels like even with the rotation, which we've talked about in every episode so far, that we have, like, more questions than we did in each of the first three games. Mm-hmm. We talked to Connor Vanover for the, last, the first time last night. He played seven minutes and was scored zero points. We saw a little bit more of... Um, John Tanja, I think he started, started, scored four points, but it didn't really seem a ton after that. Mm-hmm. Only played 11 minutes. Honor was, I guess, that, that alpha, you for say, um, had, like, I think, a nine-point, ten-point run at some point in that second half. He did take a couple shots in the last minute that were missed, but Missouri was still able to recover from that and win. But then we saw the freshmen really start getting involved in Jordan Butler and Trent Pearson and Robinson. And I think it was... Those the kids who basically swung the game, they they played, and also Kurt Lewis is not really a freshman, but it's a first year guy in Division One basketball coming in from um, John E. Logan. It was those four, it was the new guys who really had probably the biggest impact in this game because they came in with energy. They were playing really good defense, especially Robinson and Pierce, and they were forcing stops and they were running a transition. Robinson had a great transition layup, and he had a three pointer in that first half, and. I don't know, it just it felt like something new. And I think that with the rotation going forward, they have a couple more gimmies in the next four games. They play like South Carolina State and then Jackson State coming up, I think, next week. But might be want to see more of those guys and a little less of the Caleb Grills and the the Tamar Bates and the um Jesus Carolero. I think if we see a little bit more of the of the kids, then you know, can kind of find out what, more about what they're made of. Yeah, Pierce and Lewis specifically were pretty impressive last night. They led the team in plus minus. Um, Pierce was a plus 15. Lewis was a plus 16. And like you said, they just, they came in broad energy. They only combined for 16 minutes between the two of them. But like Pierce finished it and won. I would like late in the game, late in the game, down five to cut the lead to two. That was really important just to like show that like Mizzou was coming back. Like, Hey, like this is a one possession game. We let's go win this now. And then Lewis was had like a 92 defensive rating, which is just pretty good, like pretty damn good compared to the rest of the team. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There are certainly a lot of rotation questions still to be answered with this team. And, you know, like some of the older veteran guys that we thought they were going to rely on being bad and undisciplined probably doesn't help that cause. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And I think we kind of need to mention Caleb Brill in that sentence under, mm-hmm. indirectly. He has just not been the player that Missouri was hoping he would be through four games. He's been cold from three. He got ejected last night. And honestly, him not being able to play in the last 13, 14 minutes, maybe not a bad thing. And that maybe opened it up for Lewis and Robinson and um, and Trent Pierce. Because they, they couldn't seem... Drill has been pretty inconsistent through his first four games, I guess three and a half, um, after the ejection last night. He hasn't been the player defensively Missouri had hoped. He hasn't been the player offensively Missouri had hoped. I'm not saying that he needs to be benched entirely, but now it's kind of going to reevaluate his spot in the rotation because he has been a negative one on the court, and I think that's kind of hard to debate against. Yeah, I mean, if he's not hitting shots, like he does other things, he defends, he rebounds. Rebounder, but yeah. If he's not hitting shots, like you could kind of see it last night. It really gets to him mentally, and this is not a new thing. This is like, him being tossed last night like didn't necessarily surprise me if you knew some of the stuff that happened at Iowa State and in his past but like you're right like there's no debate like whether he's a plus or minus right now when he's on the floor and that's something that the staff's going to need to evaluate because they brought him in to kind of fill either that Demoy Hodge or DeAndre Golston role one of the two and he's not doing it right now like you need him to be hitting shots for him to be a plus out there. He finished in 17 minutes with two points, one of six from the field, 0 of four from downtown. I don't know what his three-point total is for the season right now. Um, there it is. He is, let's see, 27%. Oh, sorry. He's four of 21 from three-pointer this season, which I would say is about 20, around 22, 21%. I was going to say, I remember him hitting two on Monday. So. Yeah, those that's half his three-pointers on the season. Um, Sean East. The probably one of the most critical players from the fan base, and we've talked about this in every episode. Just again, coming answering the bell last night, only nine points, four of 12, but with one possession left down by one. Who else did you expect to get the ball? I was like pretty convinced that they were gonna give it to East after we saw back to back setback three pointers from Nick on or the two possessions before. One possession for a chance to win it. Were you shocked that they gave it to East? And like the play call goes to the basket, draws the foul, has the and one. It shows how much trust they have in him, and it's an yeah. I wasn't what happened in the last couple of years, and you know, he he might need to be the closer for this team. I wasn't super surprised that he was the go-to guy because, like, frankly, Nick was great last night, and yeah. Nick is is almost always reliable. But like in the closing seconds of games, like if you're gonna pressure Nick, it's gonna be hard for him to get a shot off. Like 
Sean got a ball screen. He made a good de- good decision. Um, got to the rim and made an excellent pump fake to get the, get his defender in the air and then finish the end one to put Mizzou ahead. Like overall, he didn't he didn't shoot well last night, but he had three steals and I think like all of them came in the second half when Mizzou was like making their comeback. And like if this team is going to come back in a game like that, and if they're going to play at their best, like they need to be forcing turnovers. So like Sean's a guy that's gonna be important for this team all year, whether people like that or not. And I don't know if him being this team's best player, what it means for their long-term potential and what it means for what the season they end up having. But right now he's the most important player on this team. And it just doesn't come as a shock to me that they deferred to him down the stretch last night in a gotta have it possession. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68 each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, Parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company, serving collectors since 1945. And he delivered, like delivered in as good a way possible. It's a tough shot. Also, I, for, I forgot a moment. Tamar Bates getting fouled on a three-pointer with two minutes left. And yeah. coming and hitting all three free throws. Um, insanely clutch. And it was just all around guys. What do we want to see in the next three games? So they're all home against South Carolina. It's Jackson State on Sunday. South Carolina State on Wednesday. And then Loyola, Maryland on Saturday. It's three games in six days against three teams, probably pretty low, re, lowly, lowly rated before they have to go to Pittsburgh the Tuesday after. They should be big yeah, favorites that's... in all three games. They should win. What do we want to see to make us feel comfortable? Because right now, I don't love our chances going at Pitt. I haven't, I don't even seen a ton of Pitt so far this year. So I don't know if they're the team they are last year. They're pretty good. Okay. I like, we'll, we'll get into more of them as the game gets closer, yeah. but. They've been impressive to me so far. So what do we need to see in the next three games? If it's rotation-wise, if it's, or I guess, you know, scheme-wise against these three lighter opponents that can make us feel better going into the pit game. Because right now, 
I mean, I don't think Minnesota is a super high-end Power 5 team, but I don't think they're close to it. I think Pitt's a lot better than them um, based on history and the talent that Pitt has. How can we feel better going into that game that we can see in the next three? Yeah, so just doing a quick Ken Palm search, Jackson State at 281 is the highest remaining, to, highest of those three teams. So, like, these Not are great. pretty close to bottom-of-the-barrel college basketball teams. The other two are sub-300. I think... Not really from a player perspective, but from a coaching perspective. Like, I want to see that, like, this coaching staff is figuring out what they have with this with this team. Like, whether that's making adjustments defensively. Because, like, against the, against the like, the low major and mid-major teams, like, this style will work. Like, you don't need to be super long to, like, be able to speed these teams up and, like, make mid-major teams uncomfortable with the press that Missouri runs. But against high major teams like last night that clearly was not working at times and like granted like they're freshmen like they're longer players Trent Pierce is a bigger player like you can execute that stuff with your young, younger players that like maybe Caleb Grill and like Tanjay don't provide you but like figuring out your scheme and figuring out your rotations is two things I'm interested to see like are these freshmen gonna turn this into hey like we're gonna make ourselves playable like we're going to make ourselves so good that like we can't be taken off the court because of the impact we're providing. So I do want to see if Dennis turns to some of these younger players over the veterans and just, you know, these, this should be three wins. So just really see where this team stands after these three games. Yeah. And that's what I said earlier. I want to see a lot more of the freshmen. I want to see Pierce. I go, I want to see more Kurt Lewis. Who's not a freshman. I want to see more Ant Robinson and Jordan Butler. If those guys can play more minutes, not saying I want to see those guys play 30, but somewhere between the 18 and 25 minutes for a handful of those guys to get a little more sample size, see what they can do, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And Missouri hasn't done a great job of creating transition this year. And when they did in that second half last night, it kind of sparked the comeback. Quickly, Connor Vanover didn't play very well in his seven minutes. Had two rebounds, only took one shot. Just didn't look, I don't know if it just didn't look ready enough, but Gates kind of hyped up his return. He said free Connor Vanover at the presser earlier this week. Mm-hmm. He's freed, but didn't kind of play the game he wanted. Is it just one game, or what you know, What can we expect from him on a game-to-game basis? Because I really hope it's not what we saw last night. Yeah, I think when he's on the floor, it just sort of limits your ability to play fast. Like, it, it, he's a good shooter, don't get me wrong, but, like, is he your first option to throw it on the perimeter and transition for a three? Like, He's out there for rim protection. I don't think he was ever going to be a major offensive contributor for this team. You you brought him back or you brought him in because last year you were like like close to the bottom of college basketball, if not at the bottom in block rate. Yeah. So like he just kind of looked lost offensively last night, which I guess like first game with the team, like on the road, you can kind of expect it. But, you know, like, this is just kind of who he is at times. Like this is why he transferred down from Arkansas to Oral Roberts because look, the pace of high major college basketball sometimes isn't for him. Well, let's do our stars as we wrap this up, this comeback episode of the Buckets and Brightside podcast. You go first. Who do you got as your first star? Our three la- who was our, our fan pick last week? It was Ann Robinson. It was Anthony Robinson. Okay. We got for yours. Um, I'm actually gonna go Trent Pierce here. I think yeah. he provided like I'm trying not to like 
every game just like go leading scorers because like those are always the obvious ones. But Trent yeah. Pierce, what he did last night in his like nine minutes that he played was really crucial. Like I mentioned, hit the, got the N one, just provided a spark that this team really badly needed. And you know, this was a guy I heard in the preseason could play a lot for Mizzou and. I think it's trending after last night towards that direction of him getting more minutes. I'm going to follow the same exact trend as you. My star is Anthony Robinson coming off the bench, not playing a ton of minutes. Mm-hmm. When he really came in, he had a huge layup in the second half to cut it to a two point game. It was really strong in the defensive end. You know, he filled in for when honor needed rest before the last two and a half minutes. Robinson stepped in, made a big impact. As a freshman in his fourth career college basketball game, all you can ask for, and the two guys, Pierce and Robinson, I think, need to have bigger roles in the team going forward and have, you know, hopefully lead this team to where they want to go. Any final thoughts yeah. about this game? Yeah, I just want to say what I really like right now about Anthony Robinson is that, like, he's not playing like a freshman. Like, he's not making freshman mistakes. Like, a couple times last night, you see him, like, get a, a pass or a dribble handoff, and, like, he tries to turn the corner on it. And, like, maybe he's not at the point where he's quick enough to do that all the time. But, like, he doesn't force the issue. He, he'll pull it out. He'll reset the offense. He'll keep the ball moving. He's not going to – he's not doing anything, like, stupid that you would think, like, oh, the, that's a freshman mistake right now. Yep. That's our podcast today. We'll be back at some point next week during the Thanksgiving break to kind of to give a midweek recap of where this team stands as they head into the middle part of their non-conference schedule. I'm Harrison Vatnick. That's Jonathan Litzkin. This has been – the Buckets and Brightside podcast. We'll see you later.